this is Kenya, and welcome to my Magical Cottagecore Life. Today, we're going to walk the walk of the unintended consequence lane. You know, when we started our garden journey for 2022, there was so much hope and trepidation as to what was really going to happen. We started a journey with garden beds that were pre-made, adding to our existing beds. And in addition to this, we completely changed the location of the herb garden and expanded other gardens. But along the way, an experiment was done. You see, we tried new plants, and in doing so, when you're doing something unfamiliar, when you make a new green friend, the surprises that happen along the way can be fortunate or unexpectedly challenging. So today, open up your big book of stuff and turn to the section on garden planning, the subsection for squash, because today we're going to talk about the great squash invasion of 2022. So in our front garden bed, we traditionally have two lavenders, some daylilies some years, other years some sort of tall flower, like a tansy or a zinnia, but never again tansy, and sometimes nasturtium. Every once in a while, there may be a random wild tomato that appeared on its own. But this year, we decided to venture out and be a little brave. Uh, the garden bed was built up about six or seven inches taller, so the depth was a lot deeper. We put in new soil, uh, aerated the soil, uh, made sure the sun baked it to help sterilize it a bit, and we put in a lot more tomato plants than we've ever done before in that particular section. But in addition to that, an experiment was done. So acorn squash is something we've definitely had before, so we decided to do that. But in addition to that, I found a squash I'd never seen before and decided to try it. And it sounded delicate and light and small. It's called buttercup squash. Now, for those of you who know about buttercup squash, you probably know what happened next. You see, the sound buttercup squash, the sound of it sounds so delicate and cute. I really thought maybe we were going to see something like a patty pan squash or something. I didn't even have a guide on what this particular four pack of squash at the garden center would be. I always go to Kutchie's and I'm, I'm always loving it. Uh, speaking of Kutchie's, that's Kutchie's Family Market, K-U-T-C-H-E-Y apostrophe S in Michigan on Ryan Road. So if you want to give them a play, I highly recommend it. Their, their produce is top notch and they have their own particular brand of corn that is unequaled in my opinion in the realm of sweet corn. They've been growing it for a little over a hundred years. Okay, they're not sponsoring me. I just thought you should know. But so I put this, this buttercup squash in the front, not butter, not buttercup. And I'm saying to myself, well, this will be a cute little squash to have up there. What's the worst that could happen? 
And if you know, like many of us know, anytime you say, what's the worst that could happen? You're inviting fate. So here's a gratuitous Princess Bride reference. If you know anything about the Princess Bride and you know about rodents of unusual size or R-O-U-S's, I'm going to definitely be able to make sure you understand this reference. The buttercup squash became S-O-U-S's, squashes of unusual size, because although the squash themselves are rather compact and small, and not much larger than a butternut, excuse me, an acorn squash, the leaves are bigger than my head. They are gigantic. They are enormous. They are behemoths of squash leaves, and they are extremely aggressive. They took over the rose of Sharon and began to bend them down. They took over the rose plant and began to bend it down and overran everything else. It was an apocalypse of squash invasions. It was a squash apocalypse. Now, of course, this in no way is to imply that I am ungrateful for the bounty that I have been provided by this squash. Not at all. And in fact, several small squash were produced from this squash apocalypse. However, they were unusable because we couldn't properly prune the squash. Once we got aggressively in there to prune it over the last couple of weeks. Of course, what winds up happening? The nemesis of any squash garden comes, and that is the the squash borer. The squash borer has come to our garden, and that means squash season is over because it has infected all of the vines of the buttercup squash, and more than likely the acorn squash from what we've seen. Although we still have to clear away an amassed plethora of squash leaves. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous at this point. It's almost like they've interwoven into a latticework of leaves and vines and captive other plants inside of them. The tomatoes have just completely gone out of there. They, they're they actually sticking out of the bed. At 45 and 38 degree angles to try to get away from the squash lands. To try to get some space to grow. So, out of all of that, we've only gotten two usable buttercup squash that were large enough that grew to maturity without them being somehow damaged or something else because it was such a compact space and two acorn squash which curiously enough began to vine just to keep up and get air despite the butternut buttercup squash I mean it's almost hilarious the amount of space and 
anarchy that was wrought and dominated by this squash and that you only had two. The acorn squash, okay, I can get it. It didn't get much light, so it had two. So two by two is what we had, two and two. Almost like the animals in the story for Noah's Ark, although we know that it wasn't two and two, or even two of the animals. They were nine in that story, but I'm not here to teach you religion because that's not my job. And there is more things under the sun than I will ever learn. As are, there are more things that you will learn. And that is not what is my responsibility to teach you. Nor would it be appropriate. But if you're interested in that story, this would be a good time to look it up. But no, the, um, it was rather disappointing to only receive four usable, fully matured squashes for the amount of, of, not aggravation, but challenge it took to try to find a way to curtail, to contain, to circumscribe these plants and vines. So my husband, though, does have a a light point out of this. He now has proven his point as to why he does not want vining plants in his garden, or at least not until we have a lot more land. So let's mark this date down in history. As I tell my husband, Kyle, you were right and I was wrong. Let's get back. Let's get beyond that. Now, one of the unexpected things to occur with the buttercup squash in this scenario this year is that in planting it, I join a very select group of individuals in Michigan, in Southeast Michigan, that know and have experienced the growing of the buttercup squash. And that doesn't sound like it's a large deal, but today I went out to a farmer's market in St. Clair Shores. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience. There was a band, good music, good food, good vendors, great time. Actually, I'm going to review a product that I received from one of the vendors there who was selling mushroom inoculations. Mushroom, mushroom inoculations. I just like saying mushroom sometimes. Hey, it's a cottagecore podcast. You know the word mushroom had to come up eventually, right? Of course it did. So, I'm looking and we, of all things, run across a garlic spread vendor. And we grab some garlic bread spread, I mean garlic spread, and it turns out that this gentleman and my husband and I got into a small conversation about food and plants and different kinds of vegetables, and I told him of my buttercup squash, and his eyes got the strangest, most faraway look. And there's a reason. 
reason was, he too had grown the buttercup squash. In fact, he had also worked in produce as far as sales and stock. He knew about the, but the buttercup squash. It's one of those experiences, it's one of those wisdoms that is hard bought. You know about it and you know everyone else who's encountered growing this vegetable will know the challenges of it. But it's a select group because not everybody knows about buttercup squash, number one. And number two, I found out even more interesting challenges that are going to be facing me. To be specific, he let me know about the ordeal it will be to actually peel this squash. Apparently it's very difficult. It's a hearty squash. Very strong, very rigid. But once you get into it, it's supposed to be delicious. So everything about this squash is very aggressive and very much about survival. I mean, this has been the strangest adventure. Growing a squash that is almost militant in nature. It's a summer to always remember. 2022, squash growers, where were you? sit in the evening darkness under a beautiful moon while the meteors are showering somewhere just beyond the cloud cover. I can't see it. I have light pollution here. We were able to see some of them out at Metro Beach, but it is after 1130, so definitely time for good people to go to bed who have to get up in the morning and good people who don't go to bed have to work as well so and then there's also the good people who do whatever they choose and I am not judging them either but at this time I'm looking into the green mass that is the remains of the buttercup squash I'm looking at the leaves that are about to be pulled out there, some are dying, some are dead, and there's a few that are just lush and green, and I know that within the next two days, they too will be removed because of the, the squash borer, but I'm looking at them laying across the tops of the endeavoring tomatoes as they try to get away from the squash. I'm looking at them engulf my rose, and I'm looking at them wrap around my rose of Sharon and completely, completely crowd out my sweet peas. And I have to say, despite all of that, seeing what it looks like and the beauty of the creation here was in itself terribly magnificent.
And it is in that thought that I will leave you. I will let you move forward through the world, wondering what other squashes or strangely unfamiliar yet common plants you haven't encountered in gardening yourselves. You know, I don't want to discourage you from trying new vegetables and new seeds. I don't want to squash your curiosity. Oh, come on. You knew there was going to be one of those. You knew there was a mom joke coming. You knew it. You knew there was. But I, I really, I think it's important to maybe look up new plants before you plant them in a small garden. I think it's a lesson learned. I definitely did learn it this year. And uh, <clears throat> I look forward to trying a new plant next year. But I will definitely read the directions. And I hope I will also hear about anything you've planted this year that was unusual and unexpected. I love to stick to share garden stories with my friends and we're friends, right? So I really really am interested in a certain mint. But that's another story for another year. And until then, I look forward to seeing you next time here on my Magical Cottagecore Life.